What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve, Gigi, and Dr. Wes Hendricks, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to get into all sorts of medical information, as well as all sorts of terrible medical misinformation. Wes is going to head up this one again, because he did such a good job last time, so go for it, Wes. We're going for it. How did you feel about that intro? I know we always talk about the intro and we like assess it before and after. Were you overthinking how you say Charleston? I did. I emphasized the R in Charleston. Somebody told me yesterday that I say um, Charleston all bougie. Like Charleston, right? And so <laughs> I didn't know that, but I had somebody used to tell me that back in the day. You say Charleston weird. Why do you say Charleston when you don't pronounce the R? Charleston. Oh, that was really good. You really like, I just that. can't emphasize that. I think it's my Swiss background. Like Swiss German was my first... Your kind Swiss, of language, German Southern. Yes, what a weird mix. All right, we're already going off tangent. <laughs> All right, so who do we have here? Let's get uh, let's get an intro here. Yeah. All right, what's up, guys? My name is Michael McDonald. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, I am the owner and founder of Coach Mike Mac LLC. I'm a personal trainer and strength coach here in Mount Pleasant, and uh, just moved down here a little less than a year ago. So new to the area. Originally from New York, lived there my whole life. Came down to South Carolina. South Carolina originally to play college baseball, actually. So I went to Wofford College that. down here and got my little taste of the South and enjoyed it. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Cool. Learned something there there go. Go. 90 well, seconds. God, I love these podcasts. Yeah. Yes. So I played ball down here and then ended up going back home to New York, uh, ended up living in Connecticut. And that's where I really dove into personal training and uh, worked at a big box gym up there for years and then eventually started my own business. And then my wife and I said, you know what? We're done with this cold weather. We're done with all this craziness up north. And we decided to take the plunge and move down to Charleston. Uh, It'll be a year in July. See, I'm not the only one that's doing this. Right, it's kind of a trend, let's be honest. I'm sure if anybody from Charleston is noticing the trend of people coming here in droves. 40 people a day or 40 people a week with 60 or so. I think it's 60 a day. I don't know where they get these stats 60 from. 60 a day? But that's crazy. a lot. It can't be real. That's crazy. Can I it? don't know, man. Like, is that, how's that? It's real. It's is real. It? Everything's real. <laughs> I read it on the internet. Everything on the internet is real. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of today's episode. So, so yes, yeah, theme of today's episode. So, we always start with this question. What's your definition of health? What do you think is healthy? So, Let's hear it. Okay. Oh, man. This could take a while. No. I think, <laughs> Please. Um, oh, man. The more the better. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Definition of health. I think in broad terms, I think it is an all-encompassing premise. I think obviously as a personal trainer and as a strength coach, there is a fitness element involved to that. Yeah. When we say health, you want to be in you know, good shape, as I make air quotes here, for what that means to that person. But I think it has way more to do with that. It's involving a mental mindset. It's about having positive rituals in your life, positive influence in your life, um, establishing relationships, stuff that just kind of guides what you do outside the gym. I tend to say to my clients, you know, it's not about this one hour that I see you in the gym. It's about the 23 hours that I don't see you that really where the health aspect comes into play. So I think that's kind of how I would interpret it right now and just basically continue to hammer home to people that it's about your rituals. It's about your habits. It's about being happy. I think that has a huge part about being healthy. 
because um, you know people that might be in good shape but kind of run themselves into the ground and you know maybe they're not doing as well as they should be inside so i think it's all encompassing yeah you can look jacked i figured that yes. out like oh, yeah. years ago and like they can be a mess like your lab work your digestion you could be a total like, yeah or even not even move well or not, oh, or not yeah. even be strong yeah like, sure how can I squat more than you? You look like you can squat. Yeah, yeah, but they, they look great. I yeah. like uh, Instagram, good lighting, you know, the right filters. <laughs> it's perfect. But like everything else is a mess. Um, damn, he nailed that. Everyone nails this definition. Mine was but terrible. You, we'll, yeah, we'll do a part two. Handstands and tacos. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know that's your thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do you think that definition, like how old are, like, what are, you, how old are you? I'm 29. So 29. Has that definition changed since you were you know, 22 in college, even your first years coming out as a personal trainer? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, absolutely is the answer yeah. to that because in college when I was playing ball and kind of the, the impetus and the reason why I got into what I do now is I had a really severe back injury. Okay. Um, I had a pars defect, I had a spinal fracture in my back and was in a lot of pain my entire senior year. And a lot of it was because I played a rotational sport and overuse, but a lot of it was we lifted terribly. We didn't, we were not coached properly. We were doing stuff that we had no business doing, um, you know, major Olympic lifts with a ton of weight. And you know how it is in college, you're just trying to lift and you're trying to be rah, rah. So you don't really care what's going on to your body. You're just trying to push through it. And I was in debilitating pain at 21 years old when I was, should be in the best shape of my life as a division one college athlete. And, um, after I graduated, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out how to fix this and how to become healthier. So that led me down the road of education and movement and really understanding how the body works and health changed to me. It wasn't all about how much weight can you lift? How many home runs can you hit? You know, it had, it had more of that encompassing approach where big emphasis on my diet, you know, really trying to hammer that back. Cause in college, again, you could eat whatever you want. You burn it off. It's not (laughs) a big deal. So that became a huge part of it. Sleep became a huge part of it. Regeneration, foam rolling, the whole nine yards. It became much more encompassing. And the more that I learned, the more I wanted to dive into it just because it kept opening new doors and whether it was new certifications or just new education or learning from mentors. I was lucky enough. Um, the gym I worked for was Equinox. It's a large gym company yeah. and they do a really good job of providing education of really, really high end people in the industry. So the likes of Mike Boyle and Charlie Weingroff and Michelle Darkord. I mean, we got face to face with these people that are just literally wrote the textbooks that you're learning from. And you're like, Oh wow, I need to, I need to figure this out. So yeah, the definition of health shifted tremendously for me. And a lot of it was because I was hurt and I didn't want to be hurt. I didn't want to be in pain. And that led me to now say, okay, the people that I work with now, I don't want you to have to go through what I did. You know, so that's, it's definitely shifted. I like it. That's a cool place to come from as a trainer or somebody else who's kind of, a, you know, coming in and trying to help people with their overall health is like, hey, man, I've seen the dark side, so to yeah. speak. And like I've journeyed yeah. down to a different viewpoint of things. And you want to probably take as many people as you can through that same transition. Because most people are more along the lines of, let's be honest, the average person is going to think, let's just you know, lift as much as possible and as, as hard as possible. And that's just going to help and not all these other things. And that's what this podcast is about is educating people on kind of the other side of things. It's not conventional wisdom. It's, it's usually something a little bit different to really get to the healthy aspect of things. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, so specifically now I, I work with golfers. That's my niche. That's my area of specialty. So I train golfers. I coach them online and in person just to become more mobile, healthy and strong. So that the shift of the mindset in terms of what they need to accomplish their task has also changed, right? It's not about how much weight you can lift. 
you know, yes, if you do things properly, of course, we're going to load you and we're going to lift weight. But can you move properly? Do your joints do what they're supposed to do? Are you mobile enough to accept certain loads? So I was almost a bit of a guinea pig because I was that person that was hurt. And then that led me to say, okay, a lot of my guys don't have lower back pain. Okay, well, let's figure out why, right? Let's deal yeah. with why. So then you get that text and they're like, hey, I played around the golf, no pain, felt great, hit it further than I have in years. Okay, great. This is working. And these other modalities that you tap into besides just, hey, pick that weight up off the floor. Those are the things that really tend to make the significant changes in someone's program. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like being just, we talked about this last week was, I forgot how he said, like movement, it's like movement awareness or something like that. Uh, like, consci- think- like consciousness, presentness, just like actually like thinking about what you're doing as opposed to like, you know, you're going through the motion, you're like, shit, I gotta go with the kids, I gotta get the milk, I gotta go yeah. gas in the car. Mm-hmm. Like you're thinking about 9 million things as you're going through the motion, but if you have like, I don't wanna say such a complicated movement, but like a movement that requires so many pieces to it, you know, you're actually aware. Just like, conscious of it, yeah, right? Exactly. Treating it like a skill, not uh, oh yeah, 100%. So along that point, I think a lot of it is like intentional. Like you have to honestly be intentional about the movement right. that you're going yeah. through, right? Because like thing, I just you know a bench press, like just go to the bar and push it. Right. Like yep. it's not like that simple movement can be like look at powerlifters, like yeah, it's a skill. Like you can mm-hmm. become better at that skill. 100%. You know, it's any movement you can kind of become better at that movement. You so you become stronger in it. So now, did you go to school to like train people? Was that like what your major was in school? No, actually, I was a psychology major okay. in college. So um, what was the shift? How so, did this happen? Yeah, well, actually, little did I know how much psychology would help me. I was just thinking that. <laughs> in this field. I wish I was a psychologist. Yeah. Did you not get psych in chiro school? Like, I we, we got like six credits. Yeah, so did we. We did like a normal psych, and we had to yep. take a couple of psych classes. Not, yeah, but still, I think it's really interesting that that's a part of the curriculum. Sure. It's not as in-depth as we should have gone. Yeah, it's still a piece of it. So gosh. It's, it's quite a huge advantage for somebody like you. To and little did I know, yeah. I mean, we dove in obviously into pretty big detail, that being my major. So my thesis was on uh, the effects of exercise on anxiety and depression. So my whole time in college, because I was an athlete, I enjoyed working out. I'd always been active. So I knew I kind of liked something like that, but I didn't mm-hmm. know what. I knew I didn't want to be a psychologist. So when I went back and moved to New York after college, I went to a personal training, like a trade school, basically. Yeah. So for one year, I went and did their curriculum, came out and took my CSCS, the strength and conditioning exam. Yeah. A year to prep for the CSCS? No, it was not just exam prep. It was like their school. So it was like basically fundamentals of anatomy and physiology. Um, but I started kind of getting some books on my own and just kind of reading a little bit, but yeah. it helped prep a little bit, but I was studying for it on my own. Took the test, passed it, it was great. And then got hired at Equinox. And then that's when like the, you know, the real education of, yeah, of anatomy and phys kind of took over and they all in-house education that they do and stuff, which was great. And I ended up teaching that to the, you know, the younger guys as you go, but yeah, no, I did not go to school for exercise phys, but I was just, I was always active and always an athlete my whole life. So that always intrigued me. Okay. So then at what point were we like, I want to specialize and work with golfers. Like you just wake up one day, you're like, yeah, yeah. golfers seem to baseball, golf, these swing things. Like it's a natural fit. (laughs) Yes. I guess so. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, I think some of it is actually, so when I stopped playing ball, you, you lose the competitive nature that you've had your whole life, right? Yeah. Like, okay, now what? So yeah. I started oh, yeah. playing more golf yeah. and just said, oh, okay, this game's difficult, but I like it and it became a challenge to me. So I started playing 
And then I went to uh, the TPI certification, Titleist Performance Institute. Yep. And that was my eye-opening, like, hey, this is cool. This does a really good job of assessing how the body moves, yep. what dysfunctions and limitations and movement someone presents with. And then, oh, hey, by the way, how that correlates to golf swings and how you can have swing faults based upon your movement patterns. And for me, that was like, oh, yeah, I, this, I like this. This makes sense. Okay. So the more I was playing myself, the more I was learning that kind of melded together. And then I was working in Greenwich, Connecticut, where there are a ton of golfers, a ton of country clubs, yeah, there's yeah. a ton of demand for it. Isn't it like the most expensive zip code in America? Yes. Right? Very Greenwich, much so. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. I almost worked for the school system in Greenwich, Connecticut. Yes. Another story, another time. But it's a, why that's what I remember. Why didn't that come up in our interview? What? Why didn't that come up in our interview? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it would have been more downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're, you're talking about how you were in New York, you went to that. The, uh, the training school at TCSES. Mm -hmm. um, how did we end up in Connecticut? Uh, I wasn't very far. Greenwich is just over the border in New okay, York, yeah. so that's where the Equinox gym was that I worked okay, at. Okay, so you worked at Equinox. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So that was in Greenwich. Uh, it's about thirty minutes from where I grew up. But okay, eventually, cool. I just moved into Connecticut just to be closer to work. Okay. Then and how I, long were you in Connecticut for? I was in Connecticut at Equinox for almost six years. Six years. Okay. Yeah, almost six years, and it's great. They do a good job of again education and yeah, yeah. ramping trainers up. They different oh, like amazing. tiers of yeah. trainers. Um, so after three years I had worked my way up to tier four which is like the highest level yeah, they yeah. have and, and being in Greenwich because of how affluent an area it is they actually have a little it's literally a gym within the gym so where I worked there was a separate place called the executive club just for people that are either celebrities or just want to not be bothered and want to have a very very personal yeah. session so that's where I ended up working myself into good business which, model yeah it was great and yeah, the executive PT, they could see us both for that at the same time. That'd be overwhelming. I adjust someone's neck while you need to their foot. Oh, it'd be magic. Everyone would get better. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that's really cool, though. No, it was, it was a cool experience. And yeah. it was obviously, you deal with some pretty awesome clientele. It was very high end, but that's when they really brought the, the big picture mindset into it, right? The lifestyle component of fitness. That's where I really focused and learned about that. And I was in there for just about three years. Okay. And then that's when I ended up leaving to start my own company. Okay. So you were there for three years to start your own company. What was the, when were you like, I want to work for myself? I think it was a combination of, I had built up a lot of interest with the golf specific training. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Hey, you're still giving half the session back to the gym, right? Of so you want to yeah, yeah. make your money and, and you have a good loyal following that's trained with you for a long time. And I guess the part that made it, easier was again being in Greenwich a lot of these people had facilities in their homes yeah so I didn't have to go bringing a bunch of equipment they had fully decked out gyms in their homes mm -hmm. so I could literally just go and train them in their house and just bounce from one person to the other and then still allocate a lot of my time to development in other areas where when you're at a gym you know you're there for certain periods of time and you have more commitments there so I ended up doing that for just under two years okay. with my own business, my own LLC in Connecticut before we ended up moving here. Okay. And then at what point where you want to start doing more of the online stuff? Yeah. So that's now my new kind of focus. My push is as online coaching. Okay. That came about just literally because we moved. So okay. when my wife, so this is like a new thing. You weren't working so much with people online when you were in Greenwich as you are now. Correct. Uh, I mean, I had a couple of clients yeah, yeah. just because they traveled so much. So it kind of shifted more yeah, to yeah. an online aspect. It almost happened organically. Exactly. Like, cool. Exactly. So that was the infant stages. But then when we moved down here, all of our 
clients in Connecticut were like, oh crap, like now what? Is there a way that I can continue to work with you or how can we make this work? Yeah. So that was the first time where like the light bulb kind of went off in my head. I'm like, wait a minute, I, I need to figure this out. I need to find a way to keep providing value to these clients. Yeah. So that led me to, you know, starting a YouTube channel, starting an online program database, and then being able to send them programming right when we moved down. So that was my only clientele. Obviously when we yeah. first came down, there was yeah. no personal training clients. So, sure. um, my wife and I, we turned our garage into a gym. So that's where we train our in-person clients right now. So do you have, been there. Do you have a yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just have some rings, a little pull-up bar. And some I actually moved my patio around yesterday and I called my girlfriend who's in California right now. I was like, how do you feel about those squat rack? <laughs> so, so I have no like roof or anything, Yeah. but like I was going to call Rogue today and see like, how do I waterproof this thing? Cause it rains every now and then in South Carolina. But it wouldn't be like a, you guys are way above me in this legit garage gym thing. I kind of have a little bit of FOMO right now. <laughs> All right, so continue. You, you've that, got a garage gym. Yeah, so I'm very so jealous. We, yeah, we decked out our garage gym. We yeah. wanted that to be a place where people in the neighborhood can just come by for in person. Yeah. But because of the move, that made us really explore the the concept of pushing the online coaching, okay. but basically full time. Yeah. So my goal is to basically work with golfers from wherever. Yeah. Um, you know, infiltrate certain country clubs and networks and connections mm -hmm. with local golf pros. Infiltrate, I like that word. Yeah, that might have been a bit aggressive. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, maybe it's, it's just I'm not me. being aggressive enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Hang out, get tacos. <laughs> but I did that in Connecticut where I ended up having some good relationships with local golf pros and they basically said, wow, this is great. You can provide a helpful service to our members. Yeah. Let's do this. So that I had a little bit of experience with that, trying to do the same down here Yeah. and all over. Like I have clients in New York, Connecticut, North Carolina, Chicago, California. So it's cool. It opens up a lot of doors. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. challenging to obviously get your, you know, your message, your, your authority based figure out there when you're not one-on-one -on -one with someone, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. It's a big challenge. Those are kids. There's a camp going on outside. Um, it's yeah. a big yeah. challenge to be able to have a brand and have some awareness and develop a relationship with people online, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's obviously really appealing oh, for both of us. We talk about online program all the time. Just the, uh, A, the additional revenue stream, and there's, let's just talk uh, licenses aside, right? It's yeah. just providing value for people in different places. And so it's really interesting because you know it's going that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's sure. it's scalable. Like people are doing digital programming, online coaching, all that kind of stuff by the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, it's just like, who's going to be able to do that? And like, how can you effectively do that? So, yeah. And I don't think people want to be confined to a schedule or a class, you know, things come up all the time. So it's like, Oh, I got this programming that's custom tailored towards me. You know, I don't need to, you know, register for this class, show up at a certain time. It just makes it more, it's another thing that, that they can have on their phone. Yeah. Or even for local people too. It's yeah. like, you yeah. want to do work with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, maybe like six visits. And after that, they want to continue with us. Like, Hey, we got this digital program. Yeah. We can send it to you. Right. So warm up workouts. Yeah. I have the out. same, I have the same thing. I have a couple of people that are local that train with me, yeah, yeah. you know, once a week or once every other week, yeah. but they're on an online monthly program right. that they can do yes. their homework days on their own. And like, like, West, like what you were saying, Wes, like it gives people freedom, right? Yeah, so when yeah. people are traveling, they can do their workouts yeah. on their own. I mean, yes, they get a calendar where it's like, Hey, yeah. here are your days and here are your progressions. But if you're, you know, if you're busy and jammed up for two days, if you skip a workout, so what? You just yeah. kind of catch up to it. Love it. And then, you know, Eve, to your point about kind of establishing that connection and, and authority people with online, there's so much information out there. There's so many people out there that I think yeah. it's. How do you overwhelming. get attention? Yeah, right? well, I think yeah. attention yeah. is what's the most premium thing. Sure, I think yes. it's extremely overwhelming for people that are looking into the online space. And I think the best way to get the attention is to 
to be relatable, honestly, just to say, Hey, listen, I'm a regular person, right? This yeah. is, this is my life. You could get a little insight into that and then just really just hammer home content and value. That's just helpful to them. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to give a ton of value or else why is someone going to buy from you? You know, never yeah. mind trust you. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So with like South Carolina, Charleston, I think a couple of people play golf here, right? There's a few. Right? There's a couple. I think there's one golf course here. I'm not really sure. Something Maybe like two. that. But like, why, why, why golf specific strength and conditioning, movement training? Like, can I just go over to Planet Fitness, take one of like the sticks, hook mm. up to a cable crossover machine, and start simulating a golf swing, or tie a theraband to my golf club and just start swinging in the driveway? Don't you say theraband on this podcast? Don't you <laughs> say? <laughs> no, why, I, why can't I just do that? I, that's a fantastic question. I'm glad you asked. I think a lot of times, and I could go off on it tangent on this so oh we got a lot i think think golf fitness again making air quotes here just tends to get like a little bastardized i think people um i don't know how familiar you guys are with the game of golf but you know whether it's tiger woods or just guys that have incorporated fitness as a part of their lifestyle in golf i think people have a bit of a negative connotation to it or think that like you said why do I need to work out for golf? I could just mimic a golf swing and swing a whole bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. No, like that's not what it is. And yeah. I even, I'm actually reluctant to use the term golf fitness yeah. because it's all just movement, right? It's all yeah. just getting the body to move properly. We're going to emphasize more things like hip mobility and thoracic spine mobility and, and power and speed, of course, for the golfers, because that's what they need in their golf swing. Yeah. But going to the gym and, and, mimicking a golf swing or doing a whole bunch of like rotational work is yeah. not what it's all about. Like you have to still establish a foundation. And I mean, I work with non golfers as well, yeah, but yeah. online that's my specialty. So whether it's a tennis player or a baseball player, or anything, the components stay the same, right? You yeah. want to really emphasize that, but there is so much more to, to golf fitness or just more so preparing your body for golf okay. than I think people realize. And I think now that it's getting, more traction on tour yeah. where guys are outspoken. Yeah, I mean they're outspoken. Well, the thing with Tiger Woods, right? Like he was probably the first guy to come in and say, "Hey, I'm lifting weights." Yeah, I feel like most golfers before that, and correct me if I'm wrong, thought if they lifted weights, they would get bulky and less mobile, and they wouldn't well, be able to get bulky from lifting well, weights. Yeah, yeah. Think... well, that's a whole other issue. But, yeah. <laughs> but I would say most people think that. Probably even sure. to this day, probably most of the people listening are going to think if I get stronger and I get bigger and I start lifting weights, that I'm not going to be able to have as much mobility when it's pretty much the exact opposite. Wouldn't you sure. agree? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think back to the, you know, the point of Gary player was the original kind of fitness guru in golf a long, long time ago. And he still mm-hmm. does like a thousand sit-ups a day at 82 years old. But you know, with tiger lifting weights, I mean, tiger, he went down the road of, he, he got a little crazy with it and he yeah. did it too much. And he literally, I mean, he literally hurt himself. Right, mm-hmm. but in terms of yeah, he was like now, training with he was training seals, with seals, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> just to put this out there, like doing too much is like he's going like something that wouldn't even be the normal person wouldn't even be capable of doing. Oh no, much. right, exactly, yeah, like okay. way, so, way, way down too much. But yep. now to guys that are doing things properly, yeah, the Rory McIlroys, the Justin Roses, the Jason Days, the guys that are training with. TPI certified professionals, yeah. they're lifting weights, they're focusing on full body integrated movement. And yes, their mobility is still there, their swing speed is still there. Yeah. And these guys are traveling with their teams that are, I mean, it'd be us, right? It'd be a physical therapist, it'd be yeah. a chiro, it'd be a massage therapist, it'd be a trainer. And it's becoming much more integrated into the game of golf, which is nice to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, it really needs to be integrated into the game of life at this point, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, I say that a lot, and we're always going to do a caveat like this. Like, we yeah. tell our patients all the time, is, like, you kind of need a trainer. You need a, a chiro. You need a PT or something like that. Not necessarily all three, but maybe one yeah. that kind of help you do your daily, like, get better daily habits. Do the stuff mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, otherwise, besides the hour of your training, or help you with your training. Help it be more effective for your sport or for your life or whatever. I think that's a big thing. It's not just for professional athletes anymore we live in a world where it's really hard there's so much information like you said we don't really know what to do and what not to do and you really need to go out there and find somebody and it could be again any of these three professions doesn't necessarily have to be a pt a chiro or even a trainer it could be just somebody like that who you trust who can help you kind of like figure out what to do and like how to be more more mobile and how to feel good and how to be overall happy because how much of being healthy and happy is just be able to move your body yeah, without pain. Absolutely. Just move your yeah, body. Sure, right. Sure. Without pain even more. Right? Sure. Yeah. So how often are you playing golf right now? Oh man. <laughs> not, as, not as much as I would like. All this all this rain lately has been uh, put so a time on. consuming. That's the thing. I wow. frustrating too. Right? <laughs> I would love to play golf. You have one that we really Do you want to go play golf? Maybe you and I should go golfing. We sometime. will. Oh man. We'll Instagram live at the entire ten oh, hours that we're yeah. lost on the golf course. <laughs> it's it's a fun, frustrating game, that's for sure. But no, I play I play once every other week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not trust me. I'd like to play a lot more, but uh, I think people tend to think that I'm a, like a professional golfer because yeah, yeah. well, I train golfers. Like, no, 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 no. That's no. why I was asking. Yeah. yeah no, I, uh, I'm a decent golfer, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not great. And uh, I actually work with a lot of, not a lot, but several club pros in the area where yeah. I train them. Okay. They'll give me a lesson here and there. Yeah. You know, they'll funnel some of their members my way. And it's been a really nice network. Cause like you said, it's about creating you know, a tribe or, or a group of network people that can help your clients. So if someone comes to me with a medical issue, they're going to get referred out. You know, if some, mm-hmm. someone comes to me and they say, you know, I'm having issues with my club path and I'm hooking the ball and say, whoa, whoa wait, wait a minute. I'm not a golf coach. I'm yeah. not an instructor. Okay, I'm yeah. going to focus on your body. Hey, go see my buddy at Daniel Island Club or whatever to go mm-hmm. fix the golf swing. So there's little misconception sometimes yeah, as like, to what you, people you have do. Golf, right. You specialize in golf, movement, training, or whatever you right. said in the beginning. Um, so I could totally see how that would be misinterpreted or, you know, people only hear the first part of it. You know, what, what's the thing? Like people only hear how much of you, what you say to them? Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> None of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> None of it. Yes. Good. It's not only me. I'll say one thing. They're like, yeah, they didn't retain one piece of it. <laughs> But yeah, I want to qualify what you said. So we met originally just kind of, I don't even know how we originally. I think it was through like Instagram. Yeah, through Instagram. Like, me or something. Yeah, like, yeah, like we have some like kind of PTs and professionals listen to us. And yeah. So I'm a big component of kind of like, like you said, building a relationship in the area. And we just went to coffee and that's how I'm kind of yep. connected is like, you know, you kind of have your niche and you have your thing that you're doing. And like if you can have a network of people like a swing coach or a trainer and you can all kind of work together, you know, and not just be so me, 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 I can fix everything. It's like. You know, having kind of an abundance mentality. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. It's so figure go along. Love it. Yes, yeah. people, I love. We've yeah. talked about this so much. Yeah, yeah. Not many people have that mentality. You know what I mean? It's Unfortunately, like, it's a, yeah. It's a yeah. Shame, but you know, all we're right, gonna, we're gonna change it. So I feel like I, I feel like we could really up our listeners here on this being in Charleston. Uh-oh. And I want to get into some really golf specific questions here. Right? Okay, sure. Um, see if we can benefit people. And once again, I know I'm not approaching this. From like a swing coach or like a, I want to approach it from like a trainer's perspective. Yeah, cool. I know nothing about golf. Eve knows nothing about golf here. Really? Um, no, nothing. So what do I do? I called up my dad at like 11:30 last night. 
He was like, don't you, like, why are you calling me this? How long have you known about this podcast? And that's 11.30 at night? Yes, 11.30 at night to ask okay. him some questions. Because that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's been playing golf for like 65 years. I think you and I spoke yeah. about this. Yeah, I remember. He's played in the U.S. Senior Open, U.S. Senior Amateur a couple times. So he's relatively good at playing golf. Oh, he's more than relatively so, good this year. So yeah. I, I feel like if he has these problems or questions, other people have them too. So hopefully we can generate some interest with this. Sure. So and, I, and I'm almost reading this like I have no idea what... What what this can you read it like in your dad's voice? Like, is there a way to like? I just text this from Indiana, the southern. Oh man, that's oh, amazing. Man. So, because like if like you and I understand like you need more T spine extension, maybe hip internal rotation. But for somebody listening, you know that somehow saw this podcast on Instagram, is it like I want to make this applicable to them? So instead of being like asking in our form, let's have my dad ask. So first question here, and also explain it to us too, because I have no idea what this means. Okay. So, first question you want to know, because he was like, I said to him, I was like, what would you ask like a, a golf movement coach, strength and conditioning coach? His first one was, how do I increase my shoulder turn without standing up? Oh, okay. Sure. So, would that be more T-spine extension? That's how I interpreted it. Yes, okay. uh, it's multifaceted. So, he, the fact that he adds the without standing up part is, is actually a really important component. So, we call that um, loss of posture, which means okay, you basically... Yeah literally kind of stand up in your golf swing okay. as opposed to maintaining a flat shoulder, you know, a relatively yeah. stable shoulder plane. The ways to increase that T-spine extension, T-spine yeah. rotation, obviously, and okay. probably to make it more lay person terms yeah, yeah. is he needs to be able to rotate and sit better into like his right hip. I'm, is he a right-handed golfer? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. so it, as a right-handed golfer, when you take the club back, yeah. you want to transfer your weight kind of into your right hip yes. and specifically more like your right glute, right, yeah. your butt. So the better that you're able to take your hands back and turn with your torso and sit into that hip, mm -hmm. the better you know coiled you are yeah. and therefore can release a little bit more power into your downswing. Okay. So he can do exercises that specifically focus on mobilizing that right hip. Okay. He can do some drills where he's focusing on creating some better rotation through his yeah. torso. Again, you we'll post all these types of videos on your YouTube. Yeah, so yeah. there's. And we'll link to that. Yes, yeah, I mean, absolutely. This is awesome because this is already. I'm like, wow. He, he kind of knows what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's doing when it comes to getting golfers yeah. to move. Back. I can nerd out on this stuff all day. So I picture yeah. that if he's having trouble coming back to the right, probably needs to work on like single leg stance a little bit on the right side too because i picture he's probably dropping because he doesn't feel as stable through his right glute completely right completely okay. and, and there, that's why with tpi there's a great checklist in terms of an assessment right yeah. so it's you know we're we're assessing not guessing right just yeah, like of course so you're gonna oh that's it, a great tagline i'm using that in my marketing yeah, you've never heard that before no oh yeah a little oh, man, where have you been? Sure. assessing not guessing sure because okay, everybody needs a coach right let's look at all these lists of things for this one thing it could be five or six different things. Like that's why you need somebody to say, Hey, this is kind of where the direction needs to go. Right. So, I mean, it could be something like maybe he, maybe it's a mobility issue. Maybe it's yeah. a stability issue. We don't know, you know, yeah. and within, with an older man, it's probably a mobility issue, yeah. but we're not sure. Mm -hmm. So we'd go through a couple of checklists and, and absolutely single leg balance and hip stability can be great drills, but back to the, what he said and the way he worded it is a lot of times with, with golfers, if you don't have the movement capacity, yeah. your body's really good at compensating yeah, and it's yeah. going to try to do something to get you in the position. But that compensation is a probably going to hurt you over the long haul yeah. and B it's going to cause a swing fault in the actual golf swing. 
So it always, there, listen, there's not one way to swing a golf club yeah. by any means. Okay. Yeah. But you have to assess how that person's body moves in order to make that golf swing appropriate for them. Okay. So he's kind of standing up because he can't get the rotation through his hip. He's standing up to get more rotation so he can kind of get more backswing to come through yeah. kind of thing. Again, yeah, I'm totally that's how I'm picturing just, it. Yeah, no, that's how I'm like picturing it. Is, again, he, he probably needs what we just call like, he needs a little bit more dissociation in the body between yeah. upper and lower okay, half, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that kind of, again, goes away if you're not training, it goes away with age. So the ability to create a little bit of separation from the hips to the, to the mid back, which, you know, if you watch golfers, they, they create this tremendous amount of torque mm -hmm. and that's the component that he's lacking and therefore is going to stand up to create a little bit more of that backswing in order to hit the ball just as far. Yeah. Most people don't even know, like get some rotation to your hips, some rotation to the T-spine, some rotation to the shoulders. You know, they picture everything happening in one movement. And I'm like, literally it's chopping an axe or something. Yeah. yeah. It's literally probably very independent. I mean, all together, but very independent as well. You can break down all those things individually. Absolutely. And work on each one of those individually too. Yes. And they need to happen in the proper sequence as well. Okay. So it's called it. With TPI, we call it a firing sequence. Yeah. And there's a basically like an initiation sequence of how the body should move in a golf swing. Yeah. And if it's not followed properly, I mean, again, it's it's milliseconds we're talking, but if yeah. it's not followed properly, something's off and you're going to put yourself at risk of injury. And again, you're not going to swing the club the way that you're supposed to. Yeah. Leaving someone, something on the table, right? Absolutely. Like anything else. Like if you lift a barbell, right? You don't kind of lift it and bar path is is a certain way. You're not going to be able to lift as much as if the bar path or the swing path is a certain way. Sure. Right? There's an there's an ideal way, like anatomical differences aside, yeah, yeah, right? right? But like there's more or less plus or minus. You probably want to have an arc that's yeah, like this. Yeah. Right? There's, a, there's a starting point, and then we kind of yeah, kind of like finagle it based on that person's anatomy, what they can do most efficiently, um, risk of injury, all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, was, it all falls in line. Really that cool. was just in one answer. I've got a couple more, but this this is exciting. My, <laughs> my, my dad's gonna actually listen to this one. Yeah. He listened to the first one. They called me. He's like, so I listened to it, and I'm just confused. Why would why would anyone listen to you? <laughs> He's 71 though, so maybe he doesn't understand podcasts. Wes is getting excited. Often this is good. <laughs> all right, another one, and maybe this is like a common misconception amongst people that want to improve their golf swing, but. It, just he's a common golfer. How do I increase core strength to initiate my downswing? Is core strength a thing golfers need more of, or are they lacking more in other areas? All oh, the word core strength. Yeah, because core yeah. strength in of itself core. is going to get me fired up. Core, <laughs> but whatever. You know, everyone, yeah. I have a weak core. You know, it's giving me back pain. I have a weak core of this. I can't, whatever. So is that, is that like, is that just, the same with golf? Yeah, repeat the question one more time. I want to answer it. Yeah, yeah. Part by How part. do I increase my core strength? For initiating my downswing. Okay, so I, the first thing I would stop him to say is your hips are going to initiate the downswing, not your core. Okay, so that's so perfect. First and so foremost. it's a common misconception. Yeah, so you're, you want to initiate the downswing with your hips, which yeah. kind of gets your lower body out of the way so that your upper body can release and impact the golf ball. Yeah. But for the first part, ways to increase core strength. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. I think the way, here's what I will say for the common golfer, ways yeah. to not increase core Ooh, strength. I like, this is probably right? even better. Yeah, what they should not be doing. Stop doing crunches. Okay. Um, you just told me to do 100 crunches a day. That was all the No, that was Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we could, I mean, the three of us can probably geek out on this a lot more, but you don't want to put your spine at risk, right? So certain things tend to do that more so than others. And for the golfer, the core is extremely important to prevent unwanted movement in the yeah. golf swing. So you need to be strong and stable. And a good way to work that is what we call anti-rotation drills. Okay. Um, so you're using different types of bands and you're pushing and pulling and 
that really helps develop core strength. I mean, With the pull off press. Yes, sir. One of my all favorites. On your YouTube, right? What's up? These are all on your YouTube. They're on my YouTube page, and yeah, there's on yeah, there's <laughs> Instagram videos and stuff. He about ways to help. All right, fair enough. Yeah, but some people who listen, yeah, no, understand. Sure. I will sure. definitely link to both. Yes, yeah. perfect. But there, obviously, I mean, there's yeah, yeah. there's a ton of ways to do that. But in terms of of what the primary focus and, and reason for the core is in the golf swing is really to prevent unwanted movement. Yeah. You have to basically load and explode energy that starts at your core. And the stronger mm -hmm. core you have, the more able you'll be able to do that. Okay. So you think more often than not, people are doing the, just the wrong things, just, even with the best intention. You know? Yeah. I just think they just might not know that there are better, maybe yeah, more perfect. effective ways to go it. about it. So that's the best yeah. better way to do it. And yeah. that may just be siphoning through all the, the misinformation out there because it's so hard to get everyone's attention. Right. You know, someone may be better at getting your attention, but then that information is maybe not as good. Yeah. I would say there's probably some sort of correlation. The more attention sometimes that they get, the less good the information is. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Instagram right. models probably don't know how to, you know, Oh man, do you help you with your golf swing? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> they get more likes than me, though. Oh, really more sure. likes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Can I do one thing real quick? Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Let's do it. So I just love, I always want to talk about the core strength thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just, the one big thing we, we get people, probably you do too, yeah. who come in and say, I have back pain, and I need to get my core stronger in order for my back pain to go away. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell people that getting their core stronger won't necessarily help them with their back pain, yeah. right? But I just want to say that People coming in all the time saying they have a weak core. Yes. I will always challenge them and tell, ask them, hey, can you, you know, literally sit up straight? Can you walk from point A to point B carrying something? And is your back not totally falling apart? Yes, it's not falling apart. You have a strong enough core. Yeah, you right? can support your own body. That's really what, right? Just like you said, like right now, the, the core stability is literally just to me meant to keep your body upright and kind of like, Hold yourself strong. If they can do that, great. Yeah, it's different if we're talking about sports-specific stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. So um, it's just really great that you kind of said, like, it's not necessarily a core yeah. stability or strength. You don't necessarily need to do all this stuff to get your core stronger. There's right. all these other kind of things involved. There's usually way more things at play than just, you know, doing more crunches or doing more sit-ups. It's or a very hot, uh, we could say hashtag even, or buzzword or yeah. search word. Like, it's very popular. I feel like a lot of people... I'll say chiropractors, I won't pick up physical therapists, just default to it. Oh, your back pain, your core is weak. How did you determine my core is weak in a matter of, you know, 45 seconds or whatever? Or you have a, your core fatigues out easily. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Like, these things. Like, Can't really objectively measure. No. Very difficult. So I, I don't know if that's why we choose these because, like, how do you objectively measure it? You know, you're not going to say, like, your doctor is wrong or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just an interesting to go off on a tangent. Again, it's a certain buy-in factor, right? That's what they think. You're going to give them right. whatever you think will help them with the problem that they think that they have. It's much harder for me to come in and explain to somebody how, hey, guess what? Everything you thought yes. was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do any of the stuff that you want to do. I want to do all the stuff that I want to do. Yeah, yeah. And do you want to, you know, now do you want to pay me a couple hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Absolutely not. They're going to leave. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. So there is this like in between. Like you can still get your core stronger. There can be some improvements there. I sure. just don't think it's helping for the reasons that people think it's helping. Like literally, we have how many vertebrae? You know this way better than me. I only really yeah. don't know. You really don't know? No. How many? So seven cervical, twelve seven. thoracic, five lumbar. Right. We're just lunch dinner, right? Yeah. Seven, twelve, five, yeah. right? Seven, and, 12, and then five. we got the you know you look at the sacrum, all yeah. those on there to do the coccyx. 
That's a lot of different vertebrae. They're probably yeah. meant to move and be flexible and rotate, yes. not to be as stable and strong as, as possible. stable and stiff as yeah. possible. Yeah. Like, let's not move. I'm going to do myself a hernia. <laughs> if, you're, if you're deadlifting 500 pounds, <laughs> yes. yeah, we want a yes. stable back. But like, I don't want to walk around in a neutral spine all day long, go to the bathroom in a neutral spine, yeah. do my extracurricular activities in a neutral spine. That um, will not be a healthy back. No. <laughs> that's the back that's going to get thrown out. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Sorry. Oh, no, no, I love the tangents. I love good. it. All right. Let's keep going selfishly for my father here. How do I strengthen my hip turn? Strengthen, improve. Maybe it's not strengthen. Yeah, you basically answered that one. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. it Could it be a strengthening issue where its muscles aren't firing the way that they're supposed to or yeah. enough? Sure. Um, Again, I, my initial onset would be it's more of a mobility issue. And it's 71. Just, yeah, it's probably it's just kind of kind of tight. <laughs> less access to range of motion, yeah. therefore diminished hip turn. Right? It kind of goes back to the same thing with the initial question about shoulder turn. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like some of the things that are limited on his backswing are he's probably not hitting as farther as he used to. Yeah, probably, yeah. You know, so we we would delve into mobility in the hips. Um, yeah. Really good exercises and drills to focus on are we're you know as everyday people we're really good at moving forward right yeah, our yeah, hips move really well forward but a lot yeah. of times people don't train their hips for other planes of motion so you know internal external rotation yeah, and, yeah. which are a huge component in a golf swing so certain drills like that again give us one easy one for hip rotation that you would do that you could do standing that anybody could do anywhere like on the golf course is there an easy yeah one? i mean sure you could do uh what we call like a standing hip car um where yeah. you could do something where you're literally standing with your hands up against the wall or a golf cart or something. And you're just going to take your one foot that stays on the floor. You're going to lift one knee kind of into your chest. You're going to flex a knee up towards your chest. <laughs> he doesn't like it. No, no he did. Cause I've given this one. Oh, so he, he loves it, but he hates it cause he's terrible at it. There so it's go. horrible for him. Yep. So you just want to stand up nice and tall, holding onto something and you're going to lift one knee up towards your chest. You're going to flex your knee and then say, I lift my left knee up. I'm going to take my left knee and, kind of reach it out to the side, mm -hmm. which is external rotation. And then I'm going to kind of make a circle with that knee yeah. back. So you're basically doing what we call like a hip circle. Yeah. Um, but the way that we would teach it is really specific in terms of kind of finding out where the appropriate range of motion is. Cause as you know, people tend to cheat that range oh, yeah. of motion, right? Yeah. So it could get a little sloppy. They lean to one side, they bend that opposite exactly. elbow. Exactly. It's harder. Yeah. You want to create some tension in your body yeah, when you're doing it. So we'll link to that specific video. That's yeah. kind of why I asked, which really, you know, good to give you like, Oh, they're going to wonder what that is. Yeah. yeah. Link to that video. Yeah. The other thing that's really interesting. So for my case, just use me as an example, like I have very good passive range of motion. So you can move my hip, right? Mm -hmm. Wes can move my hip kind of any direction. And then as soon as you make me stabilize the rest of my body and then act mm -hmm. and try to access, which I love that you said that access my hip range of motion, I had zero access to it. So it's right. available. Right. It's like, so right. my joints and that's, we talk no tangents, but you can, uh, that range of motion could be available for me from a, from a just joint mechanic standpoint, if my muscles are on, as soon as my muscles were on and I'm stable, I had no. like a decrease in like 50%. Mm -hmm. Like your brain doesn't want to let you access Yeah, that. and then right. I would cramp up, you. I just wasn't able to do it. And like I had to really work, and that's what we do now, it's more of this dynamic stability and dynamic um, stretching, um, if you will, instead of this like passive range of motion stretching, because you know, Passive doesn't mean anything. You got to be able to access it. Sure, and that's it. the difference between like so. Now that doesn't have a place. Right, and real quick, like yeah. mobility is mobility has correlations to movement, right? You, yeah. you access and you own 
mobility, whereas yeah, flexibility, like it. yeah, and whereas flexibility is just you know you bend over and touch your toes, that doesn't really translate to movement, yeah, yeah. right? So sure. So <laughs> work, working with <laughs> working with golfers, is there one thing that you've seen more than other? Like, is there like if I was asked number one limitation in golfers, you know, like is is there one that you could say? That's a good question. Um, I would probably say thoracic spine mobility. So, so they need mid, a chiropractor. Mid back. Not me. <laughs> Adjustments all day. All day. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. T spine. Yeah, I would say T spine. Just I think a lot of times because the golfers just presented with more of that upper cross syndrome where they're yeah. kind of rounded off in their shoulders <laughs> and therefore don't have appropriate range of motion. Okay. Or like we talked about before, they're trying to compensate and create more range of motion in their lower back and therefore have lower back pain. Yeah. But if you just release and unlock someone's t-spine a little bit more though oh wow this feels good yeah. right that's yeah. pretty common in those people like yeah, right? of course. we do a lot yeah. like just getting people on a foam roller and yeah. like we do a test where your hips knees stay on the ground the foam rollers horizontally across your t-spine kind of in the middle and then you're trying to just lean back sure like they're like yeah 70 percent of people are limited in that regard right yeah, like sitting in front of a desk computer in the car hunch forward right. No one's actually like opening up that area. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They don't have access to that range of motion. Yeah. So, so if so, and this can build off of that question. What would you say, like minimum effective dose here? Every golfer could start doing right now if they were motivated enough. Simple drill. They don't need a lot of equipment. What's like the first thing they should start doing? Specific to the T spine, you think? If you want to be, if you've got one specific, if you want to make it specific to something else. Like the easiest thing, yeah, easiest I, I, barrier. I'm a big fan of the hip circles that we talked about before. Yep. I like those a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of, it's, a, it's called it the open book, right? Yeah. So a drill where you're laying on your side. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if I'm laying on my right side, I have both arms extended. Uh, yeah. And I'm what a big thing that people don't do, which I'm a huge proponent of, is if I'm laying on my side and my knees are bent, to squeeze something between their knees. Like they're spooning it. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they're and they're actively squeezing something between their knees, and they're taking that top hand. So if I'm laying on my right side, I'm going to take my left arm yeah. and open it up toward the ceiling and back toward the wall behind me. Okay. Again, not to move that lower back. So is that why you're having them squeeze it to almost lock exactly. in that lower back, so they move in the T spine? Exactly. So okay. squeezing it locks in. You know, creates some tension in the adductors. Yeah. The pelvis gets set. Abs are on yeah, yeah, yeah air quotes um and then that gives them a little bit more access to their to their t-spine really good drill they gave you just yeah literally just laying on the floor at home laying on the floor. Yeah. i love it that's the hardest thing to do for us in our in our practice is getting people to move the way you want them to move and then getting them to do the same thing when i'm there it's fine i can cue you or whatever but i like squeezing it because that's like a self-limiter Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. like now I have like I literally can't access, which I want I want to block off access to the hips and to the lumbar spine so they there's nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. Right. And they can find like, oh crap, I'm really it's good for the aha moment too. It's probably a good assessment to Definitely. Oh, I'm re-rotating so good, really? Let's yeah. do this, let's do this. Oh crap, why can't I move? I can't well, move at all. You're not accessing the right range of motion. Love it. And like here's the light bulb that goes off and like then you can really show them how yeah. Okay. Um, so with in terms of golf training, perfect world. Somebody doesn't have any responsibilities, you know, doesn't have to worry about the kids, going to the grocery store, all that good stuff. How often? Head by 7 o'clock. <laughs> yes. Uh, dinner at 4 p.m. on a Friday. Um, <laughs> like how often should they be training? How often should they dedicate to their movement practice, if you want to call it, training outside of the golf course or outside yeah. of golf specific work? 
Yeah. Um, I know everyone's different. Sure, sure. I think, well, to start off really simply, right, I think everyone should go through some semblance of movement prep and, and stretching yeah, yes. mobility prior to playing. I okay. think it's also an often neglected factor, right? People yeah, yeah. Other than want to show up. Yeah, they, you know, they kind of stick the club over their head. Oh, and, I've seen that, yeah. Right, then they whack 20 balls and they think they're good, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, no, like you got to get your body ready for what you're about to do. So yeah. definitely doing that before they play. I mean, I'd love to see someone go through what we call like a movement care routine every day. And that's yeah. something that I that gets sent to all my online guys as well. So You mean I should move my body every day? Yeah, probably. But why? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You mean actually like have a movement practice that I do daily yeah, to man. improve my overall health and wellness air quotes yeah <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes should everyone should be able i don't to have time, time for that yeah there you go. i, I don't have say, time for that time i hate that. that idea you gotta go in the gym die and come back i don't like that recommendation at all <laughs> but then in terms of actual exercise <laughs> yeah. i mean there's no you know you don't gotta train every day rest is good it's yeah. you know a couple times per week would yeah. be fine based upon their strength training yeah but i think for the golfers themselves it's really about creating a daily movement practice and, mm -hmm. and getting them prepped and ready to go prior to playing as well and how long how long do you like uh when you structure that out, how long are those like prep stuff before they get ready? About 10 minutes. 10 yeah, minutes? I mean, tops. Okay. Ten and minutes, is that tops. all like mobility work or we have any sense like golf from my perspective is very like probably central nervous system dependent. Yes. Like, you know, if, if things like sleep, stress are not in line, like you're not hitting that ball well. So do you have any like CNS prep involved? We do. In that? Uh, we do. We, so I have two different programs that I send to people. One yeah. is where they can do something at home. That's a little yeah. bit more like ground based and they're doing stuff like that. I also have a, a program for like at the driving range itself. So like okay. you're yeah. in your golf clothes, you're there like, Hey, yeah. I want five minutes to do some stretches. Yeah. That's more mobility focused. Right. But CNS stuff, absolutely. Because kind of getting the yeah, muscles fired up, the sequencing, the communication loops yeah, yeah. is very, very important. And yeah. in a, like you said, perfect world, someone would spend that 15 minutes at their house going through some body weight stuff prior to even getting to the golf course. Yeah. Cause again, to reference the PGA tour guys, I mean, they're there two, three hours ahead of time. Yeah. Yes, they have access to these professionals, but they're yeah. getting their body worked on for an hour, but even before they step onto the driving range. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't the recreational golfer yeah. implement some of those strategies as well? Nothing else to keep their sanity. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people um, don't even, like if they're having a bad day or they're not unable to like swing well or whatever, they're not going to go central nervous system they're going to go and blame so many other things besides yeah, that sure. same thing with us like with uh you know let's talk a typical typical like um power lifter or some high level olympic athlete lifter. olympic lifter yeah. they're going to be like oh man i need to train harder i need to work out more it's like no maybe you just need to like yeah. chill for a little or bit take a nap yeah yeah <laughs> take a nap yeah just go take a freaking nap yeah. oh my god I'm gonna well, this like i feel like i've heard so many people like patients or even my dad saying, you know, that it took, it wasn't until like the fifth or sixth hole where I started hitting it well. And I hear like, that all the time. You know, like shit, because you had to hit how many balls and how many really get go. It's you had to get some momentum going or whatever, as opposed to the first swing of the first hole. Well, right. I mean, one thing I like to say too, like for golf or like for, let's take any other sport, for example, right? yeah. you're going to do some kind of warm up, right? Yeah. You're not just going to walk on the football field and be like, hey, let's go, right? Hit me I mean, as hard as you you're can. You're going to warm up your body. And yeah. for the demands of a golf swing, which are not, probably the best anatomical thing no. to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, why would you not warm up your body for that? And there's 100%. a reason why guys don't, you know, they don't play well to the back nine yeah, yeah. or vice versa by the 14th hole, they're grabbing at their lower back because yeah. they're in pain. Yeah. yeah. And sure. that's my whole thing. Like guys, listen, wouldn't you be able to go play 18 holes and feel great? Yeah. Yeah. If I can make, if I could get you to do that, you'll yeah. be a happy man. So. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I feel we like we talk about that for an hour. Uh, yeah. I feel Sorry. like we could talk about golf forever. Here. Time for it. Dang we, it. We don't even play golf. We'll have them back on for another one. Yeah. All right. So we got some fun ones here. Oh, uh, okay. So 
What would your walkout song be? Oh, I, well, I have walkout songs in college baseball. That's what the baseball last, players. Yeah. Like good, oh, what, I know. Did someone else say the same thing? Because you thought about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last well, guy. The last guy. Oh, right. That's right. Okay. He yeah. had a walkout song. Yeah. yeah. We changed. We changed to me cheer. What was my? I had. Uh, what's, your, what's your favorite? I had Lincoln Park and Jay Z Numb Encore Remix. Okay, so that's, that was my senior year walkout song. That's, that's a good one. So. That's a good one. Favorite cartoon. Oh God. Uh, Scooby Doo. Scoop. Okay, that's good. That's, you don't see. What about those darn kids? <laughs> it's not a right or wrong answer. <laughs> Favorite movie? I'm a big Armageddon fan. I mentioned Armageddon in our first, uh, our first podcast. Did you? Yeah. Really that one yeah, gets you... a little teary-eyed, man. That's a good one. Yeah, he, he called me. He called me to like schedule our first podcast or whatever, and he called me while I was watching it. Right as Bruce Willis is about to like go out on the meter, and I'm like, Eve, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I was like tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, favorite book? I just actually I just finished a great book, High Performance Habits. Okay. By Brendan Bouchard. Okay. Uh, really awesome book. That was good. Yeah, excellent book. So you'd recommend that one? Highly. All right, nice. Do we have any like rituals we do every day, morning, evening, middle of the day? Oh yeah, I'm sure that we, that could be another long talk. Um, <laughs> All right, then yeah, we'll I, I mean basically three. every every morning, yes. First thing I do, I do a little morning mantra, some morning journals, just right, awesome, yeah. great, you know, gratitude journal. Yeah, and then read and meditate. All right, awesome. I feel like that's something more people need to do. Yes. Yes. I need to do that more. I wish I did that more. God. All right, top three people on your Instagram that you like, we can say stalk, check on a regular basis. Stop. Stocks don't sound healthy. Top three people. Like the, the ones that you go on, it's like, do they have a new post today? Like yeah, if you were to click sure. your like search bar, they'd be the sure. first three that um well one is I follow this like luxury hotel thing that just posts sick pictures of like, <laughs> yeah, that's like awesome. crazy hotels. I'm yeah. like, oh what did they post today? So yeah, that's, yeah, that that's good. It's motivating, right? right? I mean, that's yeah, a yeah. Way, like feel the you know, picture of a car on Like I want to go there, yeah. Um <laughs> Golf Digest, just okay. to get all the news there. Yeah. Um who else? I check uh, a lot of pro golfer trainers. There yeah, are trainers online. So like 360 okay. Health Performance is a great company. Okay. Um, I check them a ton. And uh, Mike Boyle as well. Big okay. Mike Boyle fan. Yeah. Mike Boyle. He's, a, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, he's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. He is. All right. And then if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Say psychologist. Yeah, right. I probably should. That's a girl. Jesus, I don't know if I've ever even been asked that question. Um, it's a good one. It's probably my favorite you, you one. You came up with that question. I'm not taking credit. That is I'm just a reading one. off a prompt. I would like to think that I'd be a really good lawyer for some reason. Oh, yeah. I don't know if so I'd actually want to go to law school, but I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'd be a good lawyer. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. All right. Awesome. So where can people find you? Uh, they like can find Social me. media, website. Yeah, website. sure. So everything is uh, at Coach Mike Mac. Okay. M-I-K-E-M-A-C. So that's my website, CoachMikeMac.com. I did uh, Instagram at Coach Mike Mac and Facebook as well. So easy. I love how. Uh, what's the word? Can you, would it be congruent? No, I can't think of the word either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I use all my brain power in this hour. Well, I, I like that. It's all, it all flows. We'll yes. It flows. Yeah. All right. Awesome, buddy. Thanks for coming on. We have I, thanks, man. I appreciate you guys having me. This was great. Yeah. I appreciate everyone. Um, just if you haven't yet, go leave a review on iTunes. It takes two seconds as well. We'd love for you to share this podcast, take a screenshot shot of it, put it on your story, whatever you got to do, get the word out there. If you know any golfers, definitely share this with them. We appreciate you listening. Have a great day. What's up everybody. Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the healthy Charleston podcast. If you did, 
We would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.